Welcome. I'm Therese Padegian, host and founder of Soulful Practices in Business. In this podcast, we have conversations that are created in the moment about managing business and practice life for soulful, intuitive practitioners. Differentiate whether it's your heart's desire that's calling you or is it your um, or is it resistance? And is there a demarcation line? And what are the tones of them? But the thing is to, to, to have that discernment and um, does our heart's desire scare us so we shut down? Does the tone of it, because it's so unknown, it, oops, it puts a wall up? Um, I think as because we've done so much growth that if we bring wisdom into helping each other really differentiate the tones and the fields that occur and if we can almost give them textures tones and colors so that we can deal with them um, instead of them dealing with us like you've been meditating a lot Therese and you've been tapping into depth the vastness and of who you are and who you're how you're connected into this whole magnificent world between all the things you've studied and it's um how do you how do you and then Anna you always bring it about in such a wisdom form. Um, how do you know? Oh, so I'm going to take it from the resistance part because I'm the one who brought the resistance up, right? And it's interesting because I was meditating this morning. I'm probably going to waffle. I don't know if I'm going to answer your, your question directly. Um, and this morning it was I was really aware of how much resistance there is. Like there's this wall that puts up. And now I'm at, I'm at the stage where I'm like, wow, I'm actually observing the resistance. Before, I thought I was the resistance and it would be my reaction, so to speak, to so many things. And now it's just like, and you know how when sometimes um, you do something and, and people would be like, you know, ease up, try something new, blah, blah, blah. And I think for me, there's like, there's a difference in knowing that, you know what, that's actually not for me. I don't want to try that or... I know I'm being a particular way because that's actually not my calling or my heart doesn't go there as opposed to, oh, I should just relax and step into it. And if I could just and really like really listen to myself, it was like a no. So where I want to get to that is, and yeah, go Anna, is the, the, I knew what was what I resist and when I actually really listened to myself. Go. Sounds um, like respectful resistance. Oh, I like. Well, you, yeah. Still <laughs> there's some. Um, come on, so dog. I don't, think, no. I don't think there's any resistance at all in the story that, in the experience that you just shared. Where is the? Where do you feel the resistance in there? Where there is the resistance the, the in there? So the resistance is me. So I identified when I'm actually resistant. So I actually the difference was. And, and the other thing is the person doesn't know me 110%. So she thought I was being resistant where it was just like, oh, okay. so for me, okay. it identified of, oh, no, I'm actually not actually being resistant. You're not hearing me. You know how before we said, like, do people actually are hearing me and do they get what I'm saying? <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, she actually doesn't get me. Like, I actually know me and I can tell you what I'm being resistant because it's it's something new and different and I can act all weird. But then this one was like, 
no, no, it's not. Um, so Anna, the resistance was me identifying that it wasn't, I wasn't being resistant. <laughs> there you go. Because the, the really, to me, I think lately, the last probably the last, I want to say three months, four months, not yeah. more than that. Uh, I've just been going down and round certain concepts um, in the way I communicate with people and in what I notice in the world around me. And um, it's just like one of those like back to basics kind of things. I feel like that's where I am. I think I'm in a, in a phase of back to basics and like really understanding the basics and how do the basics relate to me and how do I relate to the basics, right? And um, it's one of the things is um, the whole understanding of what Katina was talking about uh, in the last, uh, in our last session and uh, this idea of the three uh, part brain, uh, survival, uh, so, so safety, joy, emotion, joy. wisdom, right? So like those, those three parts of the system. So I think um, whenever we're talking about resistance, we're just basically moving from survival. That's the only thing that's happening. When you are resisting yeah. something is because a part of your being, whatever part it is, is scared that something is going to happen that it's not going to be able to handle. So the thing is that, so the resistance, it, the resistance in itself is not a bad thing. Actually, the power is in identifying what concept, what belief is triggering that feeling of lack of safety yeah. that is creating the resistance. Because for mm -hmm. you, when you identify that this person, I mean, it's not a I don't have a problem. I'm not going to be exposed because this person is going to make me face parts of me and my experiences with previous uh, partners. And it's going to make me feel things and it's going to be, it could be painful. And I want, don't want to have to deal with that pain because I'm not ready. You're not moving not from that. there. It's not a story that you're telling yourself. It's not a belief. It's not a limitation that you have there. That is, it's triggering your survival instinct. It's triggering your primitive brain. But it's actually you connected to your higher brain, to your cerebral, like your front, uh, frontal cortex, your, your higher wisdom that is telling you, I can, like, you know what? This is not what I need. This is where you're moving from. So you're moving from wisdom and therefore there's no resistance whatsoever. Whenever you're locked in either emotion, so you're telling yourself a story, blah, 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 blah you know, or you're in fear mode, that's where you're gonna meet resistance because your resistance is just basically a protection system that your brain is creating for you not to change certain things because it understands that those changes are risky. And it doesn't understand that the other, at the other end of the risk, there's something better. Mm. So I, that's, that's the way I understand resistance. And that's when I say going back to basics, this is what it is to me. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people both in, in practice at the studio and in my everyday life with this whole situation. Uh, there's, there's just so much fear. People are, are functioning from this primitive brain because they're scared. They're being told constantly that they're at risk, that they're putting at risk their loved ones. If you don't wear a mask and you get the virus, you can kill your loved ones. If you don't vaccinate, you can kill your loved ones. If you like, you can either die or kill your loved ones. And like, it's just basically constantly 
this whole idea of fear, 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 fear. So people are not being able to move from this primitive brain. So when you're asking them to actually explore other possibilities, they have a resistance. So when you, when you give them the option of how about trying something new, because we don't know anything about this virus. So how about this? Automatically, you go into resistance of like, no, this has to be a hoax. This has to be a lie. This has to be this, 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 and that. And those are the resistances to opening up your to the possibility. And I'm not saying one thing or the other is true. Okay, this is the thing. I've been hearing, and I'm I go very warrior type when I say this, but I've been hearing so many people, so many people saying this is true, this is not true on both sides, right? So the virus is this and that and that and everything else is denial, everything else is uh, whatever, right? Or the virus is a lie, blah, 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 blah. And all these people who are buying into it, they're just being sheep and not thinking and la, la, la. There is not one or the other. Reality is not, there's no true. There's no, it's, your reality is what's true. True is what mm -hmm. is based on your own experiences. So there is a higher existence in the universe. Yes, that's true. But you can't go and tell somebody else you are in the wrong. Because if you're telling somebody else you're in the wrong and what you're saying is not true and you're lying, they, you're sending them straight into fight mode. Wow. Fight or flight, survival. Mm -hmm. And therefore, there's no possibility of growth in that space or either one. So Perfectly put, Anna. This is interesting. There's two things that come up for me. And what's funny is I just want to stop and just sit with it to see if I do want to share it because exactly what you just shared. So I'm just going to sit with it. Katina, if you want to go ahead, go. But I'm like, man, there's two things that I want to share. But I'm like, let me just sit with that and see if I am going to share it or if it's my that's coming up. <laughs> um, whatever. Oh, come on. You have to share it. It's, you brought it out like a piece of, you know, okay. so, humble deliciousness. So black and white. Okay. What it is, it's this black and white type of thing. There's a demarcation. It's evil. It's good. It's oh, wow. um, how about how about okay. the the energy of emotions? Love is the higher one. Courage is a good place to live from. Fear is down here by twenty points. The amount of fear that is epidemic, the pandemic is fear. Okay, yeah. and as we individually keep bringing back a greater truth, which is greater than is he that's within me. Okay. If that scriptural truth is true and we believe it and we work it and we, we literally claim that, uh, just like he says, greater are you that is within me than anything of this world. So that along with the belief in our chiropractic that we are above, down, inside, out. You're doing that with meditation. We are as a higher vibration. We are becoming like little Mother Teresa's, simple little humble energy, light and matter things, humans going around and helping other people and emitting love. That's why she didn't get TB and every darn disease possible. This is why the healers working in all these hospitals and really, you know, going through everything they're having to go through. And um, 
they're healthy because of that, that core, not because of a vaccine, not because of anything other than their white light being of who they uh, keep toning in with and getting taken care of. When you're a warrior going into difficult pathways, like a little mother Teresa, you've got to have care done for you. And the one thing this epidemic has done and pandemic is that it has woken people up that I have to take care of my family. I have to take care of myself. I really got to start looking at the way we take care of our elders and our handicapped children and our animals and, and, and on our earth, mother earth. She finally had a little reprieve with no pollution while the whole pandemic was in its height, bringing our vibration back to the love and the light and greater is he that's within me and emitting that, um, that's the magic bullet. That's the magic it's, shot. Um, it's like it's the, the, I've heard the quote from different sources and I think it was Sylvia Platt that said it, but I, the one that I identify is uh, BJ's and it's, the, it's better to, be a, to shine a light than to curse darkness, right? I mean, that's, that's the thing. That's, yes. only, that's the only way that we can actually function if we want to make our environment, whatever, whether it's our small immediate environment or our life, largest worldwide environment, it's instead of cursing, instead of confronting, instead of uh, going into somebody, like going up to somebody's face, you just, you just be, you are, you are from love, you shine, you, you vibrate, you resonate from a higher tone, higher vibration, just because that's where you are and that's where you want to hang out. And then from there, whoever is attracted to that light, you know, I mean, yeah, there's moths that get killed because they're drawn to the light and there will be people who will approach um, spiritual growth or wisdom or call it whatever you may in a way such that they might get burned because they don't have the awareness and the um, skill or the learned ability to approach that light in a manner that is actually, um, their system is actually able to integrate it. So there are people who will rush to the light and get burned and get hurt, but that's still not the responsibility of the light. The light just shines, right? So go ahead. I love that, Anna. So I've been reading this book. And so here's a, if you say another spin on it or a continuation on it, I've been reading this book of the native Indians and how they talk to, how literally they talk to nature. And it's about, if you want to pick up a plant, you ask the plant if you can pick it up first. And you only pick up and take how much you need for you. Like, and you don't take the first one that you see. You don't take all of them. You just take what you need, but you have to ask the plant or the fruit, you know, thank you. Can I take you? What are you going to take it for? And then it will give you permission. So, um, this is, you know, when you're talking about the moth going into the light and it's like, okay. So um, when they go out hunting for an animal, they're like, this, this was one man, he goes out and he only takes one bullet and he sits there and he watches, let's just say it's 
deer or ox, I don't know, whatever, whatever animal it is. And he observes them and observes them and observes them. And he looks the, you know, the ratio between the male and the female, how they're playing with each other. Because the whole idea is you do want a continuation and a growth of this animal because they're going to feed you. So you don't want to kill all of them out right here, right now. And he only takes one bullet because he says, you wait, you wait, you wait. And then the one animal will come right in front of you and will know that they are giving their life to you and they'll turn their bottom in a way and that's when you take the shot. And so when you're talking about them, for me, I just went, oh, my God. It's like everyone knows. Like, mm. you know when you're stepping in. You know when you're stepping in to go, I'm giving myself to this and for, you know, whatever reason it is, right? And so when those moths go to the light, it's like, yeah, they know. They know that that's what they're doing. They know that that's what their transition is. Even when we get ourselves stuck in really yucky awful situations it's like we're doing that because we need to do it for our next evolution for our next growth thank you wow that's what i wanted to share that was deep (laughs) (laughs) it's also Uh, i was thinking it was interesting when when we started talking about uh resistance and you were talking therese about Uh, tuning in right and it was um, it was really interesting because I actually was writing I need to so ever since I got COVID uh, my capacity like my focus ability or my my immediate memory has uh, been affected so it's really interesting because I I tend to forget things I'll think about something and like literally 30 seconds later I will forget about it so I need to either keep playing it in my brain which if I do that when I'm having a conversation with somebody that I'm missing out on what the person is telling me or I need to write it down. So I've been for the last, uh, for the last couple of months, I have paper around me and whenever there's something in my brain, I just write it down so that I can, I can keep on following the conversation that I'm having, right? So that's interesting mm-hmm. because sometimes I'll write something down and it will play off on its own and it doesn't need to be brought up and sometimes um, it comes back in like a different way in the context of the evolution of the of the conversation. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because it, it allows for me to actually listen to what is being said. And um, the really interesting thing is that when you're talking about the animals and uh, I'm talking about the moth and the hunting and, and this uh, metaphor, this parallelism that we're doing here, um, it's, uh, I was thinking about resistance, uh, when is it resistance and when is it not resistance or going back to Katina's initial question of how do you know whether it's your heart's desire or you're resisting something. And I think the, um, the key element here is whether you are, and you said Therese, tuning in. Here's the thing, is what, what are you tuning in? Are you tuning into something that's in tune or are you tuning in some, into something that is off tune, right? So if you're playing a song with a guitar that's off key, doesn't matter how well you play it, it doesn't matter if you're playing it from your heart, it doesn't matter whether you're playing it with the most uh, of virtuoso's art, it's the guitar is still gonna be off key. So your 
depending on where you are on your art of playing that guitar, it's going to be more horrible or less horrible, but it's not going to be in key because the guitar is off key and what you're tuning in, what you're using is an instrument that's off tune, right? So that's the, to me, that's the really interesting question. And that's the cool thing about the moment we are living. And it's that it's forcing us to be in tune with ourselves and to find out what it, what does it mean? Hey, Jack. What does it mean to be in tune? Where, where, what is my scale? What is my octave? Uh, is it, what are they called octaves? Like, uh, octavas in Spanish? Mm -hmm. Like, so where am I in there? What's the one for me? Um, I've, been, I've been singing and it was really interesting to see where is my voice? I can sing, I can get a higher pitch, whatever, and it feels fake and I can still reach it and it sounds okay, it sounds pretty, but it's off key because it's a higher pitch that is not my actual voice. The really interesting thing is that now I'm starting to discover my actual speaking voice, the voice that I own, the voice that I've learned to use. I'm actually learning to recognize that when I'm singing and that's in tune for me. That's my key. That's me. And then now I can actually tune in to hear, does this sound like my actual voice? So am I moving from here? Am I creating from here? Am I singing from here? Or if I'm singing from somewhere else, then it's probably not gonna be good for my throat. It's probably not gonna be good for my uh, ability to create something more beautiful from there, right? So it's, uh, that's, that's the interesting thing for me is that the moment we are leaving, uh, it, it is seen as a, as a catastrophe for many people. Uh, and then when we go all hippie and we go all new agey, we go into this whole thing about it being a chance, an opportunity, right? Uh, uh, but it actually is. It's an experience and it's, it's creating the possibility to find out what's, what is really important to you, who are you? And it's the same thing with what we do as a chiropractor. Mm. What is it important to you when you work? How do you feel? Like you can go and crack, crack, boom, boom, and that can work. And I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday, dear friend of mine who is um, seeing about 300 people a week mm -hmm. uh, and he's loving it and he's getting incredible results and he's building a beautiful community and he's loving it. And I'm thinking, yeah, beautiful. I'm seeing 10 people a week. Yeah. You know, and that's it, if I... It, yes. If you compare, if you compare, anytime we compare ourselves to anyone else, we are not ourselves. And this man's tone is dancing around with 300. That's where his harmony is. So being happy for that is the greatest gift. And accepting that I... I like 10 privates a week and that's what juices me up because that's my tone right now in my life. Do I know here or there? I don't need to because I'm able to stay in this tone with this joy here. And that's the greatest thing is we can't compare. 
can't compare ourselves to anything because then we drop the gift of discernment. Um, We're talking about the three brains, safety, joy, and wisdom. And there was resistance in the conversation that this guy makes sees 300 and I only see 10. There was a limiting word put on you. Um, there's a resistance there of, of I got to be like him. He's better than me. Uh-uh. That's only some silly thought coming through. He's the same. He's sharing his joy. You're sharing your joy. Does he swim like this? Do I swim like this? Yet we're still moving along the path together. The Camino really taught me that. And that you go at your own pace. You don't have to expect anything with anyone. Uh, you just trust. You live in total trust every moment of the way. And you're with yourself a lot. And then when you need someone, a harmonious being will show up. And you don't even really realize that you need it. But you're emitting this tone of, ah. Oh, and something comes along and encourages you or you encourage them and we magnify the tones together. Um, I believe that's our heart's desire. That's why we're here. That's our purpose is to be godly. And you look at the list of stuff that he gives us, it's like, wow, this is a blast. I can fly like a hawk. I can walk on water. I can tell the dead man to get up. Uh, I can lay with tigers and lions and bears. If, if all this stuff is true and real and we believe it and live it, I think we are like Daniel walking through the lion's den. And the lion's den right now is COVID. Um, so taking on that sense of, oh, living in that utter trust of being in heart's desire with the greatest good it somehow makes it all really peaceful, wonderful, joyous, safe, joyous, and wise. Three parts of the brain. It satisfies all three pieces simply. Um, I think once we feel, I'm not safe, there's resistance, what does it say? Does it give me joy? Oh, it gives me fear. And what wisdom am I learning? And, and being clear with it, Spending time with that, meditating, laughing, praying, doing good things. Um, and if you didn't get COVID, you wouldn't have hit this resistant wall and had to figure out like a whole bunch I'm, of different things. I'm absolutely, see, that's, that's one of the really cool things is that I know for the last, I want to say a little bit over a year, like maybe a year and a half, something like that. Um, and this is going to sound horrible for some people, and I'm just going to say it anyway. I'm grateful. I'm happy. I understand that it's not a pleasant time for a lot of people in the world. I understand that there's a lot of suffering in the world. But to be honest, to me, in my everyday life, I don't get a sense that it's any different than it was a year before. The suffering was spread out differently in the world. There were less people suffering in, or more people suffering in, in fewer places instead of less people suffering in more places or whatever it is. So the amount of pain and suffering existing 
to me, from my point of view, and I may be wrong, I don't feel like it's higher or it's been higher in the last year than it was before. So my situation is a situation of gratitude. I can only be grateful because in the last year, along with all the challenges and along with all the tough moments, there have been an incredible amount of gifts and beautiful moments. And I choose to focus on those and I choose to be grateful and I choose to decide that 2020 was not a crappy year for me. It might have been for a lot of people, but it was not a crappy year for me. It was actually a really good year for me in many ways. If I look at the seven areas of my life, if I look at my finances, if I look at my family, if I look at my friends, if I look at my um, hobbies, my social, like, you know, it was a good year. All in all, it was good. So I cannot go into this whole, um, so when we started talking, we we're talking about, I, I, I mentioned the word authenticity, right? And that's to me, following your heart's desire, being authentic, that from those places, you cannot be resistant, right? So if I'm being authentic, this is who I am, this is where I am. And I can, I'm not gonna be saying, oh yeah, 2020, COVID, well, that's, I'm just not gonna speak. It's like uh, one of those situations where if you cannot say anything right, or if you cannot say anything good, well, there's no need to say anything. So if, exactly. if I, if I'm gonna say something that is gonna harm people or is that it, I mean, it's a different thing challenging than hurting. I may say certain things that might challenge certain people and it might put them in the situation where they need to think and they are challenged to explore their emotions and their thoughts, that's a different thing. But if it's somebody who is 100% certain in what they're saying, why am I gonna confront them? What, what advantage is there in confronting that, right? I mean, it's, it's their reality. I have my own reality. Let's focus on what we share instead of focusing on what divides us and what makes us different. Um, um, I ask, uh, I always say this because it's amazing. Uh, to me, it's, it's mm -hmm. unbelievable. My sister-in-law has three kids and they, to me, they seem the bravest, and uh, most, more, most self-assured children in the planet. And there's, of course, a lot going on for them. Uh, but they, they, they are doing a lot of things that I, at 42, wouldn't dare doing, right? And I never dared doing them. And I asked her and I said, um, how, like, how, did you, how did you train them to do that? Like, how did you, how did you empower that in them. And she said, she would said, whenever they asked if they could do something, I would ask back, like, do you think you can do it? If their answer was yes, then they could do it. I, I, who was I to say no? If they think they can do it, can I jump from that rock into the sea? Do you think you can? Yes. Okay, then you can. Uh, do you think you can? Well, I don't know, maybe what do you think? Well, you're not jumping. Because there's no certainty, there's no trust, there's a resistant com resistance coming from fear there. Uh, when you're getting to know your, your body, when you're getting to know your system, can I do, can I go on the Camino? Can I walk 10 more miles? Well, can you? Is it a resistance of the mind that you're tired and you've never done it before and you cannot do it? Or is it a resistance from your body of saying, wait a second, I'm gonna get hurt. 
I cannot take this if you don't stop. Katina, you had to stop at a point, right? Mm -hmm. You had to oh, take yeah. it easy. You had to take it easy at one time because you would have hurt yourself, right? So, but those kind of things is when you tune in with yourself and you say, I'm still going to do this and see where it takes me. And that's going to confirm that your previous intuition connecting to yourself, however you want to call it, was already right. And that's how we learn by confirming with ourselves, by validating ourselves, ourselves, not getting out external validation, but getting internal validation of what we experienced. Mm, internal validation. That happens with meditation, doesn't it, Therese? That internal validation. I admire you doing meditation. I mean, sometimes you're sitting for hours. I, I so admire you. 